Hello, dark friends. Now's your chance to atone and help the boys by throwing them a buck or two over at Patreon and help keep them from spending any more nights under a bush. Well, not rich, but Rob and Bill deserve a nice bed at an inn for a change. Get exclusive access to bonus content and much, much more. So go to patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran and donate a couple of bucks. That's patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran and come be part of the pattern. Good morning, dear listeners, or afternoon or nighttime, whenever you happen to be listening to this wonderful, wonderful podcast. And what a podcast we have for you today. Yes, welcome to the Tarviran podcast, a podcast with me, my friends Rich and Rob go through. Uh, the Wheel of Time series, uh, mostly one chapter at a time, you know, bit by bit, slowly by slowly, edging slowly forward towards the end. And yes, yes, we are ever so slightly heading towards the end of the series now. We've only got several chapters left. I believe it's only five. And uh, today I'll be covering chapter 49 of the Wheel of Time series. <clears throat> so I hope you're all very, very excited for that. So you this week, my wonderful friends, are being treated to a Bill-only episode. Yes, half the fun of the Tarviran podcast is you never know which host is going to show up for the day. But I'm going to give you a big spoiler warning. Next week, it's me again. <laughs> it's just going to be me. So I'm covering chapters 49 and chapters 50 by my lonesome. And then after that, yes, you lucky people, hopefully we should be into the last three chapters of the book. Now, they're all fairly short chapters, and I don't know about you guys, but when I get down to the very end of a book, I just can't put it down. <laughs> I want to absolutely blast through it. So what we're trying to currently work on is for myself, Rob, and Rich to all get together and uh, record a big three-parter episode. Uh, three-parter? No, that's not right. Um, you know, well, just record the last three chapters in one big episode together as a trio. <clears throat> just to finish off the book and then hopefully maybe get together and do a uh, like a review of the entirety of the eye of the world as a uh, as a special little treat for you guys so you know all all good things for you all to look forward to um <clears throat> now what are we up to these days <laughs> so uh, is there any news from the wheel of time uh, i'll hand you over to our newsman who's going to give you a nice news report uh from randland so you know I'll be back after this after this brief message. This is the Wheel of Time news. Trading was crisp at the start of the day with some brisk business on the floor. Rubber hardened and string remained confident. Little bits of tin consolidated, although biscuits sank after an early gain and stalls remained anonymous. Armpits rallied well after a poor start, nipples rose dramatically during the morning, but had a decline by mid-afternoon, while teeth remained clenched and buttocks remained firm. Small dark furry things increased severely on the floor, while rude jellies wobbled up and down and bounced against the rising fires which had spread all through parts of the country by mid-afternoon. After lunch, naughty things dipped sharply, forcing giblets upwards with the nickety-nackety-new. Ting-tang-tong rackled difling, Little tipples, pooped and poopy, things went pong. Gibble, gabble, gobble, went the rickety, rackety, roo. This is the Wheel of Time news. So 
So I hope that all made sense to you guys. Uh, you know, that was a riveting, riveting news segment. <clears throat> and um, yeah, <laughs> all fun and games. Um, but uh, I've now next up, we normally do the iTunes reviews. Uh, and as we have uh, uh, teased a few times, we will be doing a no iTunes review uh, song at some point. Me and Rob have already, uh, you know, fleshed out the details of it. We just sort of need to get together and actually, you know, make it. <laughs> the bit we're terrible at doing. Um, <clears throat> but hopefully that won't be too much longer. Uh, apologies if I keep coughing a little bit. You know, I've been a little bit unwell last last couple of weeks uh, with, uh, with certain things that have been going around the world. Uh, but I am much, much better now. And uh, yeah, you know, life, life in the universe and the world always finds a way to uh, make you make you sick and make you well. But you know, we've all got a band together in these hard times. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for the fact we have the NHS over here. Didn't need to use it, but the, all the people over here are doing an amazing work. And uh, yeah, I just hope you're all out there keeping safe and well. But you know, if you don't give us an iTunes review, I will punish you further with a terrible, terrible song. <laughs> Good. Yep. Uh, checking just now. We don't. We don't have any new iTunes reviews. So we'll start this when we start book two, people. So when we're in the great hunt, you better start reviewing us. All right. You know. You have been warned. You know. Preferably on iTunes because that seems to have the biggest clout. <laughs> but wherever you get your podcast feed, give us a review, and you can even email us at tarvianpod at gmail dot com or tweet us at tarvianpod. Uh, but yes, uh, we will be getting in this week into the discussion of chapter 49 from the wheel of time the dark one stirs Ooh, anonymous. but before that here's a couple of words from our sponsors hello my name's bill uh, i'm uh, you know i'm here in the uk doing uk things not being eaten by giant people and i'm tyler in the u.s also not being eaten by giant people and we host the coordinate an attack on titan podcast where we are uh, hold on a second tyler hold on there's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let, let me just go check it out quickly. Ah! 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 It's Twitter Troy Titan. Ah! Ah, my leg! Ah, he's eating my leg! Ah! Bill? No! Oh, it's gone! He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler! Troy's eating my f***ing leg! Oh. Uh, anyways... Uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read an arc of the manga a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, what? What? You want, what, what's, what do you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? <laughs> I, don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Oh, why are there so many cats in here? God, I hope you uh, get, can I get a new co-host? Now, before we get into chapter 49 <laughs> um, I do have one more thing I just need to quickly discuss with you and that is uh, one of our uh, well, actually I've got a couple of things so uh, our network you know we're still doing our uh, James Bond season uh, for podcasters assemble so if you are a fan of the Bond films and you want to get involved and join along with us then uh, you are more than welcome to you can find more information at probablywork.com uh, forward slash casters assemble or if you just go to probablywork.com uh, and you can find ways to submit your audio for the films there. Uh, audio currently is for uh, Goldfinger, which I believe is due to be submitted by the 13th of April. Uh, but yeah, just slowly, uh, we were going to do just the James Bond, uh, the Daniel Craig movies, uh, in preparation for the new film, No Time, uh, More Time to Die, or something like that. 
we keep joking say more time to record because it got delayed because of coronavirus so we now have a lot more time to record and we won't be doing it until uh, like it won't be coming out till like december i think or november so we're going to do every single bond film now we've already done uh, from russia with love and dr no the first two uh, and so yeah moving on to one of the big boys now goldfinger uh, now thirdly very important very important for listeners who live out there in the world in Maine, okay? I'm sure Maine is a state. <laughs> now, we definitely have a few people out there. Um, <laughs> I, I can see it on our stats. But if you live in Maine, um, one of our good friends, uh, Pete uh, Borjalis, uh, who is actually a member of our network, of our podcasting network, he is running uh, to be a candidate I have to get this right because because I'm not American. I don't really understand what this is. He's trying to be a representative for Maine. I think that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Uh, but basically, um, if um, yeah, so Pete Pete works on our network. Uh, he's a member of our network and he's a really good guy. And he's I've heard some of his stuff that he's said about adding in. Um, he wants to create like a, an internet service provider, which is a state run. Um, in order to get broadband and fiber optics out to all like the um, out to all the towns and areas in Maine, um, and yeah, uh, basically what he's looking for is like he's looking for um, a very small five dollar donation um, in order. Uh, it's called the Clean Elections, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> you have to do a small five dollar con- uh, contribution, and if he gets fifty contributions, it unlocks uh, a two thousand six hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, in clean election funding <clears throat> so you know but i have to emphasize as this is part of maine you can only donate if you live in the reg if you live and are registered to vote in his district uh, so he's giving me a list of towns here so if you are in anson avon um carabasset valley uh, carthage east central franklin freeman township kingsfield uh Madrid Township, uh, pronounced uh, Madrid. No, not like the city in Spain. I immediately called it like Spain. So yeah, Madrid Township, uh, New Portland, uh, Perkins Township, Phillips, Salem Township, Sandy River, Starks, Washington Township, and Weld. So if you live in any of those places, you can donate at um, <coughs> main.gov forward slash clean elections. Or as, um, as our good friend Pete put down here, so that you all remember it, main.gov.slash.cleanelections, 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 heroes in a half shell, total power. Yeah, you're not going to feel that quickly, are you? main.gov.slash.cleanelections, 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 heroes in a half shell, total power. So yeah, so if you want, if you live in those areas, and if you want better internet, and if you want dental care, and um, if you want the other guy who's got a very questionable voting record um who seems like a nice old man but has a very questionable voting record uh you know check it out check out our friend pete and uh, yeah sponsor him and let him get some of those uh, funds so he can actually run to be representative for you guys in some sort of office function i don't really understand because <laughs> i'm not american <laughs> probably the worst person to do this but yeah you know reach out to pete you know give him five you know if all you have to do is sponsor him five dollars to get better internet in your area bargain Anyway, here we go, over to, <laughs> back to the main discussion. 
you know, all you people in Maine, glad you listened. Everyone else in the world. We've got a lot of worldwide listeners. Uh, here's back to chapter 49. The Dark One Stirs. Chapter 49 of The Wheel of Time. The Dark One Stirs. So, <clears throat> here we are. <laughs> Getting into the uh, the back end now of the, of, of the Eye of the World. And things are beginning to get slightly crazy. And this is a really nice chapter for that, because things certainly do get crazy. So the first thing that we start off with is everyone's asleep. <clears throat> Apart from Rand. Rand's never asleep. Uh, and as it turns out, no one really got any sleep last night. Everyone was up all night doing all sorts of naughty things. Of course not. <laughs> They're all just half asleep. Um, and Rand looks around, notices everyone else looks like they had a really bad night's sleep too. Not surprised sleeping in the blind. So Rand, you know, looking around, he sees uh, Nynaeve over in the over in the distance, and she looks visibly upset about something, almost as if she had like a real heart-to-heart -heart conversation with someone uh, the night before, and uh, maybe didn't go to plan as she would have liked it. You know, maybe maybe things didn't work out quite how she wanted. And she seems very visibly upset, 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 upset. And Egwene goes over to comfort her, <clears throat> you know, in a nice way, and Rand's just like. Women's business. I better not go near that with a barge bar. <laughs> Good old Rand. <laughs> he he knows when to keep his head out of the lion's mouth. <laughs> but yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the the party wake up. You know they clear their shit together and they clear the campsite. So it looks like no one's ever been there. Good old Lamb. He knows what he's doing. And off he off he trots and off he runs. And everyone's heading now to the mountains of Doom. The mountains of Doom. And I'm sure that joke makes sense to absolutely no one apart from me and probably two other people I know. But yes, Doom. Not D-O-O-M, like the Doom guy, or Doom modding. Arjuna, got you back. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Doom, D-H-O-O-M. So it's Mountains of Doom. Doom. <coughs> oh God, sorry about the cough. <laughs> Again, not been very well recent. Oh, yes. And uh, on, on the little trip up, Moraine mentions again, you know, how are we going to find the Green Man? Hope. Our need is the hope of the world. You know? So she's hoping that her hope is more hopeful than anyone else's hope in all the world. She is hoping a lot, which seems strange <laughs> and very much against her normal characterization. Uh, but yes, she is really hoping that the Green Man is going to show up, even though she knows you can never see the Green Man twice. And she knows she's already been to see him. This seems like a rather large um, risk to take. But off they trot anyway. And yep, hopefully... We hope <laughs> the green man's going to show up. Ah, oh, and so into they go in the, in our and uh, I'm getting tongue tied. Um, so off our journey, and our team get deeper and deeper into what is considered the real blight. And the real blight is pretty grim. Like uh, before, like plants would just suddenly burst into flame, and they were like all speckled with black and stuff, and they didn't look very nice. But now they're just like oozing and pussing uh, it really sounds gross <laughs> like the plants are just oozing and pussing and then matt says you know it looks like they want to grab me and moraine casually just turns around and goes yeah they do want to grab you don't go near them dick shit <laughs> matt's just like oh, okay <laughs> so yeah the plants do actually want to grab you so be bloody careful and then from the silence 
in the calm, there is a blood-curdling <laughs> Yeah, I've got to stop reading stories to my, uh, <laughs> to my two and a half year old. It's beginning to seep into my daily life. <laughs> but yes, there is some madness going on in the bushes. And uh, Nynaeve looks very scared and very worried about Lan. You know, Moraine, as usual, just like, be calm. This is the man-dragon. No one's going to take down the man-dragon. And yet Lan comes out from a bush, still on the back of Mandrab, sword dripping with blood ooze. Blood ooze? Like black? Yeah, they call it like black ooze. I would imagine like some sort of licorice just dripping off of his sword. He gets out a special cloth, wipes it off his blade, and as he drops the cloth, before it hits the floor, it starts to disintegrate into nothing. And it's just like, this really reminds me of Alien. <laughs> it's just like the acid blood. It's just like, you don't want to get that shit on your clothes. You don't want to get it in your face. So be bloody careful. And then, even more dramatically, and either the same beast that he just tried to slay, or a different beast, jumps out of the bushes. And within a second, it's on the floor with an arrow in its eye. Oh yes, our good buddy Matt, in the blink of an eye, cocked his arrow, knocked it back, whoosh, let fly, straight in the eye, point blank. Just epic. Just Matt, just pure reactions, snip, snap, whoosh, things dead on the floor. And this thing sounds gross as well. Like, really, really gross. Like The amount of legs it's got is just unfathomable. I had to read this a couple of times over. It's got bare legs all over it or something. And not like bare legs. I'm not trying to be get ghetto. I'm just like bare legs, like a bear. And it has some on its back as well, which they can't even work out if it was used for walking or not. Just, yeah, just gross. And then at this point, suddenly, all shit hits the fan and the scenery comes to life around them. And all the trees start reaching out and trying to grab them. And it's just like, oh god, this will be terrifying. I can't wait to see this in the I can't wait to see this on the Wheel of Time series. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> this is gonna be a really good episode when they get to it. And um <clears throat> yeah, Rand Rand starts going mental and <laughs> starts just shouting, Mount Everin, Mount Everin, Mount Everin. And again, as I mentioned um previously when they started attacking things and Rand started doing this, I imagine he looks like a right dick. <laughs> just, just suddenly shouting, oh, Mount Everin, Mount Everin. So like, come on, man, pull it together. You know, Matt, Matt's over there. He starts spouts the old tongue. He sounds really cool. <laughs> He's doing some cool shit. He's going, <laughs> and, you know, starts casting out all this really cool old shit. And it sounds pretty epic. Um, and then Perrin, you know, Perrin's just Perrin. He's just standing there quietly killing stuff. Perrin is as Perrin does. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I really like Perrin's character but yeah he's he's kind of a bit slow in his first couple of books you know obviously that's meant to be some sort of persona where he's thinking things through but even still <laughs> you know Matt's being cool Perrin's being cool as a cucumber and Rand's just randomly screaming out the ancient name of the place where he comes from <laughs> Moraine however is like some sort of she's going for Gandalf or like um, or Dumbledore or someone who's actually good with stuff <laughs> she's just like running around definitely little touches on trees they catch a light she's throwing out fireballs left right and center just everything she's going full-blown ace die madness and just setting everything on fire and clearing a path for the gang to get out and she does mention god i'm 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 literally lighting a fire for half men to come find us because she's using so much of the one power she's going to be like a beacon for them to come towards them but then Suddenly everything stills. 
still and calm. What happened? Why has everything stopped attacking him? And Lan reveals it's worms. Yep, they all got worms in the butt. <laughs> no, big ass worms. Swim worms that would easily kill a half man. And half men, if they survive a worm attack, it's just because they got the dark ones own luck. And he just screams, Ride! Ride, says Lan. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> if this is scaring Lan, it's terrifying me. And this really like makes me feel like... Um, it kind of just reminds me of Tremors, the movie. So I really hope they get, you know, they do some sort of, you know, nice little thing and they get maybe Richard, uh, get Kevin Bacon in to uh, do the, uh, the the noise of the worms. <laughs> or something silly like that. Or maybe base the face off of Richard Bacon's face. Uh, Richard Bacon? Kevin Bacon. I keep saying Richard Bacon. No one outside the UK is going to know who Richard Bacon is. And very few people inside the UK will know who he is either. But yes, if they can get Kevin Bacon on for the TV show when this bit happens, that'd be really funny. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> oh god yeah and Rand as he describes it he's scared as hell he's terrified they're running towards something which also seems equally as scary they've got these huge worm things behind them which sounds like it's just flattening everything that's in its path and he's just like what? what's going on oh my god and Rand actually panics he thinks he'd rather he senses something like up ahead that's really dangerous and he's just like I think I'd rather turn around and face the worms it's like then he sort of seeks the void. He's like, come on, don't be a scared little boy. Come on, boy. Sort yourself out, boy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but unfortunately he's, um, as he describes it, the void that he calls to still his mind keeps shattering and then reforming and then shattering and reforming. And he just doesn't know what to do and he's terrified. And then suddenly he's surrounded by butterflies and flowers. <laughs> yep. Another moment of stillness, just like, what? And like Rand even says, like he basically rides past everyone else, just so confused, and everyone else has stopped by this point. He's just like, "What's going on?" And then there it is. Where are we? This is the place. Always where it is. Sorry, I said that wrong. This place is always where it is. It's a tree. It's a talking tree. Um, I have to admit, first time I got to this bit, I was just like, oh, this is really Tolkien-esque, you know. This is the Ents from Lord of the Rings, and uh, Robert Jordan's reusing it. But this is kind of the only one, the Green Man, you know. And um, when they're like, <laughs> who's this? It's like, who else would be here? It's me, the Green Man. And yeah, he's got like acorns for eyes and stuff, and they describe all of his arms and leaves and everything about him. And now he's got this big fissure going up his face. So slightly, you know, got this big crack going up his face. But otherwise than that, he's okay. And uh, he, uh, he introduces himself to everyone and says hello to Loyal. Calls him a tree brother, which I really like. And uh, Loyal gives him some old tongue response, which uh, causes the great man to put his arm around him, give him a hug, you know, a little looky on the head. Yeah, you right, Loyal? Yeah, boy. What are you doing here? You ain't seen time. <laughs> he does actually, he hasn't seen many of, the, um, of his kind in a long time when they used to visit regularly. But how are they supposed to visit regularly if you can only find the green man when you're in need? Hmm? Hmm? And why does he only appear in the blight? I mentioned this earlier in the episode. Did I? Hmm. Oh, I've just revealed a secret failed recording. <laughs> yes, so why does he only appear in the blight if he only appears where people need him? Like, what is the point in making people 
like move into such danger when he can clearly move about. Now, maybe this is some sort of like steading thing and there's like an area in the blight that is kind of like the green man's steading. But in order to keep the blight out of his steading, he keeps the area small. But that means he can also move between the area where he needs to be. But then what, what is his range? Where can he stretch to and where can he come from? Like, some weird questions here going on. And these are never explained. I want to know, Jordan. Come on. <laughs> get back out of here. Come on, get back out of your grave. Tell me what's going on here. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like, I'm really, I'm really confused as to the logistics of this. It doesn't really make too much sense, even in comparison to a lot of the stuff that is never explained in the way of time. It's just like, this place moves, but only within a certain area? Because Moraine was saying, you know, we have to go to the other side of the mountains. I last found him on the other side of the mountains. Didn't get that far. Being chased by worms, he appeared early. But yeah, so what's his range? Where is he keeping, you know, he, he mentions that he struggles to keep the blight out year in, year out, because it gets stronger and stronger. Um, but what what's he doing? Where is he? I want to know. Uh, anyway, um, so Moraine's need is the world's need, and she needs to see the eye of the world. And he mentions... Um, he mentions to her as well. Ah, because oh yeah, as I said, I forgot to mouth. The most important part is that he says to Rand. He looks at him and says, "Ah, oh, child of the dragon, your clothes look strange, but it's definitely you." Rand says, "Like what? What do you mean?" <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, oh mm, I'm not sure. My memory's very fuzzy." <laughs> and then yeah, then Moraine says, um, she mentions the eye of the world. <clears throat> Uh, and he's just like, oh, that part of my memory is not fuzzy. <laughs> I can see the time has come. And yeah, that's when he mentions about that he struggles to keep the blight out. And um, that basically leads up at the end to our chapter. Rand is very confused. Why was he just described as the child of the dragon? And um, why is Moraine trying to seek the eye of the world? You know, I know we've had these few weird predictions about the Dark One trying to break the eye of the world. But what is it? Still, no one has explained, like, how long have these people been together? You know, night in, night out, and no one said, hey, Moraine, what's the eye of the world? <laughs> She's just like, I know where it is. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? Yeah, I know where it is. Oh, Come on, Moraine, let us know. Stop being so Aesodai-y. Aesodai-y. Anyway, that brings an end to uh, chapter 49. And here is our lovely readings Robert. Chapter 49. The Dark One Stirs. We are not going to make it, Lan announced. He did not slow Mandive's gallop, but his sword was suddenly in his hand again. Watch yourself in the high passes, Moraine, and you'll get through. Now, Lan! Nynaeve called. Be quiet, girl! Lan, even you cannot stop a worm pack! I will not have it! I need you for the eye! Arrows? Matt called breathlessly. The worms wouldn't even feel them, the water shouted. They must be cut to pieces, don't feel much but hunger, sometimes fear. Clinging to his saddle with a death grip, Rand shrugged, trying to loosen the tightness in his shoulders. His whole chest felt tight until he could hardly breathe and his skin stung in hot pinpricks. The blight had turned to foothills. He could see the route they must climb once they reached the mountains. 
the twisting path, and the high past beyond, the axe blow cleaving in the black stone. Light, what's up ahead that can scare what's behind? Light, help me! I've never been so afraid. I don't want to go any further. No further! Seeking the flame and the void, he rallied himself. Fool! You frightened, cowardly fool! You can't stay here, and you can't go back. Are you going to leave Egwene to face it alone? The void eluded him, forming then shivering into a thousand points of light, reforming and shattering again, each point burning into his bones until he quivered with the pain and thought that he must burst open. Light, help me! I can't go on! Light, help me! He was gathering the bay's reins to turn back, to face the worms, or anything rather than what lay ahead, when the nature of the land changed. Between one slope of the hill and the next, between crest and peak, the blight was gone. Green leaves covered peacefully spreading branches. Wild flowers made a carpet of bright patches in grasses stirred by a sweet spring breeze. Butterflies fluttered from blossom to blossom with buzzing bees and birds trilled their songs. Gaping, he galloped on, until he suddenly realized that Marain and Lan and Loyal had stopped, the others too. Slowly he drew rein, his face frozen in astonishment. Egwene's eyes were about to come out of her head, and Nynaeve's jaw had dropped. We have reached safety, Marain said. This is the green man's place. And the eye of the world is here. Nothing of the blight can enter here. I thought it was on the other side of the mountains, Rand mumbled. He could still see the peaks filling the northern horizon and the high passes. You always said it was beyond the passes. This place, said a deep voice from the trees, is always where it is. All that changes is where those who need it are. And that's it this week, guys. <clears throat> that's all we've got for you, I'm afraid. So uh, I hope you enjoyed readings with Rob. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. Um, just to summarise, I really like this chapter. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, there's a lot of good action in it. It's a really nice uh, like read from beginning to front. Everything suddenly ramps up, ramps up, ramps up, and whoosh, quiets down as they reach the green man. And um, are now being taken to the Eye of the World, so the namesake of the book. Like I say, we've only got four chapters left, so there's not much left to go. Uh, until we get to the the end of the eye of the world um yeah so like i said next week i'll be doing it solo again for chapter 50 uh, the week after that we will be doing um uh, hopefully me rich and rob doing chapters 51 52 and 53 was one big episode so you know get ready for that guys you're gonna have to cram it in <laughs> and then um and then that'll be it, and that'll be the end of the book, and we'll be moving on to uh, book two. I haven't decided if we're going to take a little, uh, a little sort of maybe months break between books, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't really want to. It's not me. I don't want to take a break. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So, guys, <clears throat> remember if you like the show, please rate and view us and give us some love uh, by reviewing us on whatever podcatching apps that you use. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter and join the conversation at TarianPod and also use the hashtag Twitter of Time. That's a fantastic place to get all your uh, all your uh, Wheel of Time fixes as well as our Discord. Links below. Uh, we've also <coughs> yep the uh, the material lockdown is still running as part of the network. Uh, so if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, the original one, 
in a rather interesting way and raise some money for the Motor Neuron Disease Association. Uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, we also have the Probably Work Game Jam, if you're into that sort of thing, if you're a game dev. Uh, that's starting on the 20th of April. And uh, and obviously, uh, our good old friend Pete is running for uh, representative in Maine, the state of Maine. So, uh, yeah, you know, remember to check that out as well. So, <laughs> I forgot... Oh, I forgot what the little uh, little rhyme was already. Ah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, what was the what was the rhyme? It was uh, main.gov slash clean elections. That's it. Main.gov slash clean elections. Main.gov slash clean elections. Main.gov slash clean elections. Heroes in a half shell. Give Pete five pounds. Uh, five dollars. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. That's it from me. I need to go get a drink. Uh, and luckily... There's a really nice spring coming out of the um, uh, the Green Man's butt. So uh, that looks like fresh spring water. So I'm going to go drink some Green Man butt. Uh, okay, I'll speak to you later. Bye. Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... Do you like history? Have you ever tried eating a corned beef sandwich in zero gravity? Are you a fan of emus? Do you long for a simpler time when the world's greatest global crisis involved horse manure? If the answer to any of these questions was no, then we have the podcast for you. Epic Fails of History. The podcast that delves into the most epic fails of, um, history. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. So, speaking of Nazis... Who would win a fight between Teddy Roosevelt and Benedict Arnold? It's kind of horrifying, actually. Everybody just knows the Hindenburg from that guy. Like, oh, the humanity! That's so Florida. You're part of an animal. You're welcome. That is until they realized that a depth charge had simply rolled off of the deck. At what point do you realize, it was like, oh, that was me. We're eating a corned beef sandwich in zero G. 
Uh, unfortunately, the zero-G part really kicked in. So, yeah. this is about, what, 1927. In real life, this guy would be like, I need a drink, and they passed the prohibition, so I can't drink. And he, like, accidentally burned down one of the oldest cities in the world. That was definitely a fail. And just, like, a sad <laughs> point. Floating <laughs> nuclear power plants. Those words don't go together. We're going to talk about the late Victorian manure crisis. That's yeah. like hot garbage. Pretty wretched. Kill the Kaiser, boy. What are the chances? Accidentally shoot artillery. I, I just want to know what exactly was going on on this ship. Well, that's not concerning at all. I'm not great at math, but... So you're like, oh, great, well, now I'm certainly going to die of hypothermia, and there's wolves and bears. You know, think about some interesting For story sure. that results in terrible destruction. This that is what this podcast is about. Epic Fields. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We've got more random tales of fail coming your way, so stay tuned for more epic fails of history. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.